This free program is paid for by the listeners of Redwood Community Radio. If you're not already a member, please think of joining us. Thank you. This free program is paid for by the listeners of Redwood Community Radio. If you're not already a member, please think of joining us. Thank you. This free program is paid for by the listeners of Redwood Community Radio. If you're not already a member, please think of joining us. Thank you. Trinity Counties, locally owned and independent since 1938. And support for Redwood Community Radio also comes in part from Security Store Incorporated in the Meadows Business Park in Redway, featuring watershed dry bags and pelican cases in many sizes. Both have lifetime warranties and have been tested over time in Humboldt County. The Security Store, solutions for your security needs, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 923-2363. It's 7 o'clock. We are KMUD, Garberville, 91.1 FM, KMUE, Eureka Arcata, 88.3 FM, and KLAI, Laytonville, 90.3 FM. It's 46 degrees outside. And, of course, the views and opinions expressed throughout the broadcast day are those of the speakers and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, or underwriters. Time will be made available for other viewpoints. Thank you for joining us. And support for KMUD comes in part from the Stonery in Garberville. Their holiday event features Santa at the store this Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. Santa will have candy canes and take pictures with the kids. The Stonery, fine jewelry for men and women, can now be found locally in our area. The Stonery is open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday 10 to 4. Top of the Town Plaza next to Ray, 707-499-6194. And support for KMUD comes in part from Lavender Head Farms. They would like to send a very warm thanks for all your support for Lavender Head Hand Cleaner. They wish you love and happiness throughout the holidays and in every moment. And coming up, we have Ask Your Herb Doctor. Hi, well, welcome to this month's Ask Your Herb Doctor. Uh, my name's Andrew Murray, and we'll have to wait a moment for uh, Sarah to uh, join us in the studio. She's just on a call at the moment. Uh, for those of you who perhaps have never listened to our shows, which run every third Friday of the month from 7 till 8 p.m., we are both licensed medical herbalists who trained in England and graduated there with a degree in herbal medicine. We run a clinic in Garberville where we consult with clients about a wide range of conditions and recommend herbal medicine and dietary advice. So you're listening to Ask Your Herb Doctor on KMUD Garberville 91.1 FM and from 7.30 until the end of the show at 8 o'clock you're invited and welcome to call in with any questions either related or unrelated to this month's topic of the subject of radiation and its widespread use. 
Okay, so the number if you live in the area is 923-3911. Alternatively, there's a toll-free number, 1-800-KMUD-RAD. So we're very pleased to be joined by Dr. Raymond Pete, who has uh, recently published an uh, article about the very subject of the uh, prevalent effects of radiation in the environment and how uh, seemingly subjected we are to it on a daily basis and how it, uh, rather than being a normal fact of life, is really uh, something to be aware of. So, Dr. Pete, thank you for joining us. Hello. Um, perhaps, as always, people... Uh, tune in, they've never listened to KMUD before, they're passing through, or to some people have uh, just happened to be in front of the radio and haven't heard the show before. Uh, would you just explain to the listeners uh, your uh, academic background? Um, in biology, um, I started uh, graduate school as a, a specialist in nerve biology, but I felt that they weren't uh, very scientific, they were so dogmatic and I wandered around the various labs until I, I ran across the um, reproductive physiology people, and uh, they actually seemed to be uh, just uh, getting information and, and thinking about how, how the organism works, where the, the nerve biology people were um, really just trying to um, develop a dogma more than mm. discover how brains work. And uh, so I did my dissertation on uh, aging of the reproductive system in mammals. Okay. All right. Well, I think with uh, particular rev relevance to something that you've recently uh, published, I know the uh, controversy surrounding the um, full body scanners that began uh, rolling out oh, about 2007, but of which recently hit the uh, mainstream news on television uh, think of last month in November. Um, so far as the uh, radiation from, we want to get into that a little bit later too, the radiation from medical devices uh, and other sources. What's, uh, what's your opinion of the uh, devices themselves in terms of their potential uh, for uh, causing any uh, negative effects through the mechanisms by which you'll describe? Um, I th think the situation is similar to um, in the 1950s. Uh, the government was assuring the public <clears throat> that fallout from atomic bomb testing in the atmosphere was completely harmless uh, because of their way of explaining the uh, biological effects. Uh -huh. And uh, they're still uh, promoting those theories of biological effects. And even though uh, this kind of uh, X-ray uh, treatment or examining is... Um, much less dangerous than the uh, radioactive isotopes falling out of the bomb tests. The um, uh, science by which they assure us of its safety is just exactly as faulty as it was in the 1950s. And um, John Goffman, who was a government defender of the safety of, of uh, radioactive isotopes from bomb tests uh, through most of the 50s uh, when he suddenly thought about what he was doing, saying that we don't know that it is um, going to have long-range uh, deadly effects, so we should keep doing it. Uh, he just suddenly realized that uh, 
if the effects are going to be disastrous sometime in the future, it's better to learn about the dangers now rather than wait until we're all dead from the uh, long-range effects. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the trick that they have been using now for almost a hundred years, uh, around the beginning of the last century, people knew that you could cause <clears throat> mutations in organisms <clears throat> either with radiation or with uh, toxic chemicals. And by the 1920s, uh, people were seeing uh, the effects of um, on, on the mutations or the, the genetic changes mm-hmm. as being in the chromosomes entirely and as the um, chromosomes were, and genetic uh, storage were seen to be in the DNA, the doctrine focused on the interaction of radiation with DNA. Right. But it, that was um, really strictly a matter of reasoning from uh, the fact that they cause hereditary changes and that they decided that heredity was all in the chromosomes and DNA. Mm-hmm. But in the 1960s, people were demonstrating <clears throat> that if you, for example, do microsurgery on a protozoan and just uh, change the orientation of its cilia mm-hmm. right on the surface of the cell, that its offspring <laughs> will, for generations onward will all have backward cilia ah. on that part of the cell. So it's like a biological memory. Yeah, and totally separate from the uh, DNA. Right. And uh, the, the um, frog biologist, Gurdon, uh, was doing similar things on frog eggs, showing that surgery on the surface of a frog egg generations later could cause the whole line of frogs to die out, even though that egg would mature into an adult. That adult could reproduce, but eventually, several generations later, there would be no more frogs just from uh, treating the surface of the egg. Mm -hmm. And he showed that if you heat a spot on the surface, you will get mutations. Uh, But uh, the inheritance wasn't necessarily by way of mutations, but it just showed that uh, some harmful influence other than direct interaction with DNA is able to eventually cause mutations and death. Okay, do, do we actually know uh, what it is at this point in time that's actually transferred several generations down the line even to produce those mutations in offspring later on? Um, not really, just not really. some okay. good guesses. Yeah. A man yeah. in Hungary uh, named Chaba CSABA has been working on the uh, what happens with these early life experiences that are passed on hmm. uh, from cell to cell and even from uh, adult to its offspring. I think that's probably like you like you've said time and time again. That's the uh, that's the fault with um, the doctrine of biology, the way it's evolved is that people are led to believe that things are understood a certain way when in actuality there's very different reasons why um, things are changing and they're not actually looking in the right direction. Um, so far as the uh, radiation issue is concerned, and um, again, as mentioned, the whole body scanners that are 
coming into uh, place in American airports uh, across the USA. Um, so far as the potential dose of radiation, because I know obviously they want to tell you, uh, tell us that these things are safe and that they've been tested, and I even even heard of the uh, the chap who was uh, giving the speech saying that even his children have been through it and he's <laughs> not not to say that it's anything anything good or safe but what potentially is the uh, just tell us about the potential risks uh, and what this causes so that 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 is the fact that this can happen this is a potential risk um, for, for 70 or 80 years people have been uh, noticing that x-rays even in moderate doses, seem to accelerate the aging process. Uh, and uh, the idea of imprinting is that uh, you might get acceleration of the aging process from generation to generation if, if that's passed on the way the other cytoplasmic injuries are. But um, the, the doctrine that everything is controlled by the genes, um, many people insisted that the aging process was uh, the result of, of accumulating mutations, but someone uh, used a chemical mutagen uh, to produce more mutations than the x-ray uh, treatment was producing, and the, the mice that were treated that way uh, lived just as long as normal mice, but the x-rays uh, producing even fewer mutations shortened their life so it's it's a physiological effect uh, and mutations are are much less uh, deadly than whatever this other cytoplasmic or general physiological process is yeah. okay um Starting then, perhaps just to listeners to, uh, who perhaps have just started uh, listening to this uh, show, we're talking about the uh, inherent uh, risks of exposure to radiation, especially in the light of the uh, whole body scanners that are being deployed. I think they're in about 450 airports across the USA at the moment, um, and they plan to expand the range, and they want to tell us that they're safe. Um, but there's evidence out there to the contrary, and like most things, Unfortunately, probably 10 or 20 years later on, we'll find even more evidence with uh, actual, actual physical... Well, we probably won't. That's a problem. Not in this lifetime. It's probably something that's going to take a couple of generations to come through, but hopefully the science that underlies that will see that there's a fault in it. Um, so far as the difference between uh, what we know as ionizing and non-ionizing radiation, uh, what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, well... All kinds of electromagnetic or uh, other radiation uh, interact with matter. That, that's how we know that they're there. Mm -hmm. uh, light bounces off something and is ab absorbed in our retina, and we can see things. And uh, that light is causing a certain amount of electronic excitation. Um, and if you um, use a, a blue light rather than a, a full spectrum centered on yellow the um, excitation of the electrons is enough to uh, damage the mitochondrial energy production um, they've seen this for 50 or 60 years uh, growing plants under different colored lights um, if you uh, put a plant which 
thrives in sunlight. Mm -hmm. If you put it in pure blue light, the mitochondria are damaged almost as if they were being irradiated with uh, X-rays or ultraviolet. Okay. But when you add back the rest of the spectrum, uh, there's something about the red light mm -hmm. that neutralizes that uh, toxic effect of the blue light. And I think that uh, on a slightly different energy scale, if you um, put a piece of glass out in the desert for many years, it turns purple. And with a given energy of radiation, you can bleach that purple out of the glass. Hmm. Uh, what happens is that electrons are excited by uh, the very energetic radiation, and they lose contact with their normal system and are trapped in in like sort of the um, peak of a mountain if you imagine a dimple at the top of the peak mm -hmm. it takes a lot of energy to knock the electron up to that peak okay but when you shine a just the right energy like red light uh, you can typically um, move an electron out of its little trap and restore it to its normal position uh, that works. People who have burned uh, their their retina, for example, with ultraviolet light, if they get red light soon enough, it uh, mm. prevents the burning. And you can demonstrate this in seeds and other types of tissue, uh, uh, or even a, a piece of hair will show excited electrons after being in the sunlight. But if you shine red light on it, that excitation disappears and the um so the the excitation and moving of electrons isn't strictly an x-ray gamma ray uh, phenomenon it's something that happens in different substances at different energy levels mm -hmm. but when you get up to um ultraviolet and higher uh, the main effect is that the electrons get completely knocked out of the system right. um, and uh, that constitutes ionization right that's but, the but you actually have some degree of uh, sort of ionization even from uh, blue light okay and then the uh, the non-ionizing type doesn't have the same amount of energy doesn't displace uh, electrons it doesn't have that kind of energy to change um, an atom um, yeah, yeah, you get very similar chemical effects from ultraviolet and x-rays, but the good thing is that ultraviolet light is absorbed uh, just a few millimeters into your skin. Okay. And uh, you, you get the same kind of damage to the skin cells from ultraviolet that you get to your heart and brain cells from x-rays. Right. So it's a very similar biological damage, except... Uh, the very high energy radiation goes right through you and uh, affects all of your cells. Okay. Um, I just wanted to let people know um, that we were talking about the subject. So just want to let people know you're listening to Ask Your Herb Doctor on KMUD. 91.1 Gabbaville and from 7.30 till the end of the show at 8 o'clock uh, you're invited to call in with any questions either related or unrelated to this month's subject of uh, radiation um, also the um, 
Well, I'm getting a getting a signal that a question would would be asked, but I'm wondering if we could just wait until we get to that point in the show because I know we want to try and hear as much as possible from you, Dr. Pete. Um, in in terms of, uh, I think I'd jump on a little bit. I wanted to, and I know I have an article actually uh, about the. Uh, There's something I think we might have covered a couple of weeks, a couple of months back rather, uh, which was um, by. Um, uh, Goffman, John John Goffman, and that was the uh, article that he'd written on the damage, uh, you know, the damaging effects of uh, radiation for medical procedures, and a very big article, <coughs> and uh, very well, very well referenced. Uh, but what I wanted to bring out a little bit more was that the uh, the phenomena of red light to reverse the effects or to calm down the excitation. Uh, of electrons which is behind the whole free radical thing behind the destruction of tissues uh, and the inflammatory changes and cancers so red light is extremely healing then uh, yeah the the most surprising example of an experiment to demonstrate that was a russian experiment in which they gave a, a lethal dose of gamma rays to frogs and uh, the dose was so intense that the frogs would just live a few days after the exposure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But within the first hour after exposing frogs to that same intensity of gamma rays, if they shined bright red light on them, they didn't get sick at all. <laughs> Grief. So we're talking about a red light bulb. We're not talking about. Are we talking about infrared, or we're we talking about uh, just red light? Um, red light, but. In a, an ordinary incandescent bulb, mm -hmm. um, if you have a prism or, or a, a, a tapered piece of glass to look at a, a, an in, incandescent light bulb, you'll mm -hmm. see that it varies from blue to mm -hmm. red, right. and the red end of it is a lot more intense than the blue and green end, okay. uh, just because the temperature of the bulb right. isn't nearly as hot as sunlight. Okay. Yeah, so red light. So there you go, folks. So uh, if you're listening, there the uh, healing curative effects of red light go far beyond just that mellow kind of uh, ambience in the room that some people have red light on for. So if somebody so, has been exposed to an X-ray or a form of radiation, then what would you recommend they go sit under, Dr. P? Well, if you can do it uh, very quickly, um, that gamma ray frog experiment shows that within the first hour you can just almost uh, completely uh, block the uh, chain of events that um, follows mm -hmm. the, the exposure. But since the people who were exposed to uh, Chernobyl or even the Nagasaki atomic bombing, mm -hmm. uh, they still, in recent years, their blood serum is still toxic. Uh, they can add it to um, uh, cells in vitro, and the, the blood from these people who were exposed decades ago is still toxic to cells. Wow. And so it's similar to the effect of um, when you irradiate an animal's uh, foot, it, the whole body is influenced. The thymus will shrink. Uh, the ovaries will uh, if it was intense enough, the ovaries will degenerate, the uterus swells up. It acts like a systemic dose of estrogen wow. to irradiate any part of the body. 
And if this is the whole reason why it's so important for people to refuse medical x-rays wherever, wherever possible if they have any control over it and to exercise as much diligence as possible um, when they know they could potentially be in a situation where they could be exposed from either CT scans and that's why we're talking about the whole um, full body scanners as another, the most, most modern form of uh, intrusion. Um, the, the lingering inflammation uh, from exposure a long time ago uh, probably could be affected slightly even years later by getting a, a very intense uh, exposure to penetrating red light. Yeah. <clears throat> how, how far, actually, how far into the skin does red light penetrate? Um, years ago I made some uh, the um, LED red light emitting uh, uh, diodes mm -hmm. in a paddle so there were about a hundred of them side by side and I let my eyes adapt to the darkness uh, until about 2 a.m. and I put this paddle under my thigh and uh, I could see the bone silhouette <laughs> uh, the light uh, mm -hmm. just moderate uh, not really brilliant light but just a, a hundred of these LEDs mm -hmm. was enough to uh, go entirely through my thigh, wow. showing a shadow for mm -hmm. for the uh, femur. Wow! So it will penetrate that deeply. So presumably, it will have a. Uh, would you think it would have an effect uh, within the marrow of bones to have a uh, quenching effect on uh, excitatory damage there? Uh, yeah. yeah. The, I could see the the walls, uh, the center of the bone, <laughs> looked almost transparent, uh -huh. and the. Uh, I could see the uh, the thickening of the cortex of the bone as a dark shadow, so it was definitely going right through the marrow too. So, so I wonder why it is that no one tells no one tells anybody about this. <laughs> you, you th has this been uh, public knowledge, uh, say in the forties and fifties, and it's been just out of fashion and suppressed since then? Or um, yeah, the, the the information about it being uh, estrogenic. Uh, started appearing in the 1950s, and uh, in my newsletter I, I give a little graph that was published by Siegeloff in 1971 and 73. He showed that um, irradiation and estrogen synergize. Uh, a little bit of one added to a little bit of the other one is like a lot of either of them. Right. And since you can block the effects of estrogen toxicity with progesterone, okay. he uh, tried the, treating uh, the deadly uh, carcinogenic uh, dose of, of irradiation, treated the animals with progesterone, and it uh, essentially completely blocked the cancer formation from the radiation. Wow. So if you were to advise someone to purchase a light bulb, what type of light bulb would you recommend, Dr. B? A red light bulb? Like uh, no, a no, brooder light When they paint or, or use colored glass, it, um, it actually doesn't increase the amount of red coming out of the bulb, um, and it, it makes the bulb more expensive and hotter to handle. Uh, so just a clear front bulb, but they make them uh, designed to run on 130 volts, so when you run them on a 
standard 120 volt circuit, they aren't as blue biased as ordinary incandescent bulbs. They're much weaker in the blue and stronger in the red. But they appear to be white light. Yeah, sort of yellowish white, warmer than standard uh, bulbs. So like a 130 clear front incandescent. And what ty- what um, number, how many watts? Oh, I, I think they come in 150 to 250. And mm-hmm. the, the high wattage 250, I think, are only about $4 usually. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, so there you go, folks. That's a very cheap and inexpensive way to do some uh, healing on yourself without taking anything into your body that's potentially a problem. Um, okay, so we've reached getting coming up to uh, 7.30. So I just want to remind people that uh, we have Dr. Raymond Pete joining us and he's uh, sharing his uh, research and his, ex- his experience with us uh, once more for his uh, knowledge with radiation and the uh, biological effects of radiation. Um, so to, just to carry on, the, uh, I know you mentioned at the very beginning of this that the uh, dogma was surrounding the belief that everything was genetic and mutations were carried in the chromosomes and, uh, and that's not actually the case. There is this concept, well not concept, there is this uh, biological memory that is elicited by something that we don't quite know yet but it has a, a very real effect later on in generations. Um, between, gosh, radiation and estrogen, I know you've mentioned this before as well, that there's also a link uh, in that the liver's ability to metabolize metabolic waste products can be severely influenced by uh, both estrogen and radiation in conjunction. Uh, and what, w- what would you say about the uh, possible sequelae of that? Um, the first thing that the most... Um intense, visible first thing is that um, both estrogen and radiation interfere with mitochondrial energy production. And that is associated with um, inflammation and adaptive lactic acid production. As the um, carbon dioxide production goes down, lactic acid goes up. And the lactic acid itself triggers inflammatory mediators and In um, experiments with both cells and whole organisms, uh, it's been demonstrated that um, when you irradiate one cell, it emits uh, uh, inflammatory mediators that will uh, affect other cells in the same dish, even if you put them in the dish later. And um, even taking the medium off the cells and putting it in another dish. So it's a chemical that goes into the cell's environment Mm -hmm. that then will uh, cause mutations, inflammation, degeneration in other cells that are exposed to it. So that's what happens when your foot is irradiated, Mm -hmm. uh, the fluids uh, escaping from those damaged cells circulate throughout your body. And that inflammatory signal, lactic acid, for example, the reason I uh, advise against eating a lot of um, uh, yogurt and other things with lactic acid is that even natural lactic acid in your diet contributes to uh, formation of, of fibrotic tissue, mm-hmm. inflammation first, then fibrosis. And uh, within the fibrosis, then uh, there's the 
increased risk of of tumor formation. Right. Because I I read a, a part of that article, the uh, known as the bystander effect, that uh, fish. Um, exposed uh, to this radiation could affect other fish previously not exposed if the unexposed fish share the same water so there is something coming out of the irradiated animals that is something more than the sum of the radiation which um, yeah and they've uh, been able to block that by using antagonists to serotonin oh okay huh. so um, serotonin itself contributes to fibrosis and impaired energy production and so on so and people people in this country they're, they're almost encouraged to use serotonin as a as a uh, kind of a mood uh, a mood um, type uh, supplement for uh, lifting your mood for seasonal affective disorder and sleep improvement and that kind of thing that seems a little bit uh, erroneous um, yeah the the whole uh, system relating to serotonin for example it's made from tryptophan mm -hmm. and um, tryptophan has some of the bad effects of serotonin partly by increasing serotonin but also tryptophan happens to be uh, probably the most sensitive amino acid to absorbing radiation oh, and, really? uh, uh, it's where for example the the lens is injured by ultraviolet light um, it's largely the uh, tryptophanes absorbing that huh. energy. Huh. Okay, so the, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, consuming a lot of meat is not a very good idea if you, if you do because the uh, tryptophan in the meat then is another excessive source of tryptophan. Huh. Okay. Yeah, adults have a very low requirement for um, tryptophan, cysteine, and methionine. Okay. And what level, I mean, what? how many ounces of a uh, meat product, since all muscle meat is very, very rich in tryptophan, do you think is a safe limit for a person per day? Well, um, some experiments with animals in which they've given them almost zero methionine. Methionine is one of the uh, amino acids that's very rich in meat. And they live 30 to 40 percent longer when they're almost completely lacking methionine. And uh, similar effects with tryptophan. Uh, these are the anti-metabolic amino acids. So an adult has very low requirements, but no one has really... Uh, some rat experiments suggest that uh, maybe just uh, an ounce or two would be safe and... Uh, gelatin which lacks those amino acids is uh, safe in very large amounts so for people who eat the tough uh, bits of the animal uh, chicken feet and wings and such <laughs> they're, they're getting be okay, huh? much more gelatin <laughs> than the, the rich people who eat the, the tender steaks yeah Okay. Okay, well it is 7.34 and I know, the, uh, I know the engineer had a question, so let's pass it over to the engineer. Uh, when you were talking about the red light versus the dam healing the damage from the ultraviolet, uh, I had one, one question is, uh, say is natural sunlight a better thing to tan by than the tanning beds? Um, yeah, because you're absorbing all the way through your body from sunlight. And it's... Um, doing many it increases your energy all the way through your body your um, your liver and uh, brain uh, everything is is being refreshed and renewed 
and the, any sunburn that develops from staying in the sunlight too long, your skin oozes these inflammatory mediators into your bloodstream and causes, you know, some people get a fever and uh, feel sick if they stay in the sun too long. Uh, but the, the general saturation with the red light is uh, protecting you to a great extent against that systemic bystander uh, stuff seeping out of the damaged skin. And is near-infrared beneficial too, so say sitting by a wood stove? Well, it um, mostly just warms you, and keeping your temperature up uh, to uh, close to 99 degrees, uh, that activates your respiration and all of the uh, protective processes. So I, I think its main value is helping to keep your core body temperature up where it should be. Thank you, and the lines are open. Okay, so uh, yeah, we've uh, gone gone past the 7.30 point, so if people would like to call in uh, this month with any questions related or unrelated to the effects of radiation or any other questions they may have, uh, please feel free to call the numbers uh, 923-3911 or if you are outside the uh, 923 area code, there's a toll-free number and it's 800-KMUD-RAD, which is 800-568-3723. Okay, so to continue with the uh, topic of radiation, uh, the uh, radiation's effect is neither instantaneous, uh, it's neither apparent nor instantaneous and can linger for many generations. Um, so the, I think the lights are flashing actually, I don't know if there is a call, we'll take it, otherwise we'll, we'll carry on. Is there, I think someone may be actually giving a question to the engineer. Okay, so the, the fact that um, the effects of radiation are not perceived instantaneously, um, is a bit of a, a bit of a worry because most people will be told that something is safe and most people will follow it like and, and many of the experiments that measure the, the dangers of radiation just look at a, a very short time span and mm -hmm. then they throw the animals away if they if they didn't uh, get <laughs> sick or die from the radiation but any meaningful experiment would have to follow uh, those exposed animals offspring for yeah. generations yeah definitely well, we do actually have two callers dr pete so uh let's let's see what our first caller has to the first caller wanted me to ask for okay. them uh so if you're familiar dr pete with grow lights by any chance grow lights lights for growing plants yes Yes, so uh, what are the benefits of those? And she was asking specifically about grow, but I would like to ask well, the, about the flower Well, the red lights. fraction uh, is used for making energy as well as for protecting against the uh, irritating higher energy frequencies. But if you grow, uh, m most plants, if you grow them under pure red light, they'll uh, grow extremely fast, but they'll be very weak and they tend to fall over uh, just because they, they need some of the irritation to build the uh, cellulose uh, skeleton for strength. So the typical grow light has uh, red, blue, and, and a little uh, either ultraviolet or at least uh, blue and violet to uh, irritate the cells enough that they produce cellulose for strength. Okay. Okay. And there's. Go on. Sorry. The um, the, the irritating frequencies tend to make uh, crops uh, rich in certain defensive chemicals, and so for for food crops, it it makes them uh, 
tend to be bitter, but those um, defensive substances in the plants are uh, very often antioxidants for humans. Okay, well, that's interesting. Okay, we do actually have a few callers on the line, so let's take the next uh, caller. Hi, you're on the air. Thanks a lot. Um, thanks, Dr. Pete. I love, I'm really, I just love listening to you. Um, I have one one comment and, and a question. My comment is um, I just had a bunch of um, dental x-rays, and then um, two days later my back got really inflamed. So I was, I was very interested to hear what you had to say, that things, you could be irradiated in one place, and then it, it could cause information in a different area. Um, yeah, uh, just a few years ago, a study in Seattle uh, was um, measuring the responses to standard dental x-rays, and they were putting on lead aprons to shield uh, the person's body from the chin down. And women who were pregnant at the time they got a set of mouth x-rays had smaller babies than uh, the women who weren't exposed to x-rays. Even though the, the baby was shielded, it was the uh, systemic stress or estrogen-like effect that uh, caused even the, um, the embryo to grow at a slower rate. Oh. Well, th my, other, my question was um, uh, about serotonin and this estrogen thing. Um, I have been taking... Prozac for more than 20 years and I don't really see that it does anything for me anymore and would like to get off of it but um, it's about they always say the serotonin thing is what I you know is what you need and so on and I only take it every other day but still I'm very concerned about I'd like to quit taking it and um, and I was just wondering what what that's doing to my body all these years <laughs> um, uh, there are have been several studies in which uh, when thyroid is added to the uh, antidepressants, when the antidepressant isn't working, it works when they add thyroid. But, but the drug companies never uh, test the thyroid by itself because that wouldn't sell their product. But um, they can make several of the antidepressants work better just by adding thyroid. Uh, they talk about the generations of antidepressants. In the 50s, it was the uh, monoamino oxidase inhibitors. Right. Then those patents expired, and uh, the drug companies said, well, those turn out to be toxic, but we now have the tricyclic uh, right. antidepressants. And for 17 or so years, those were the good things, but it uh, turned out that they increase... Uh, Prolactin, which has many uh, harmful effects to, like bone loss and so on, and uh, uh, now the um, they were replaced by the uh, so-called serotonin reuptake inhibitors. But right. uh, serotonin is now turning out to cause bone loss too by raising <laughs> prolactin, just the way the older ones did. And some comparative studies have found that the old 1950 style is actually safer than some of the newer ones. Oh my goodness! So, so my question, my question is then: is just taking something for thyroid? Is that is that a better way to go? Um, 
Well, that would be my choice. Um, the um, Some of these so-called serotonin reuptake inhibitors are actually promoting adrenaline and dopamine uh, at the same time, uh. Uh, but they don't emphasize that. Uh. And um, one of the most interesting recent antidepressants actually uh, has the opposite effect. It increases uh, the reuptake of serotonin, uh, just the opposite of the, the currently popular ones. And it, um, it is very effective for many people as an antidepressant. Oh, well, thank you so much. This is really very interesting. I worked in um, brain research for many years, and I quit about 20 years ago, but I was, I'm very interested in what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank okay. you for your thank call. Thank you for your call, yeah. Okay, there's two more callers on the line, so next caller. You're on the air? Yes, Dr. Pete. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I am a 64-year-old woman with 100-year-old bones. I've kept them that way for approximately 12 years, and I'm now doing Forteo injections for approximately three months. And I've been given 17 x-rays in this last one week because of the pain level from previous injuries. I'm headed for an MRI and a CT scan. I've had hepatitis C for 16 years and kept it at level 2. Can you tell me what possible effects could all this have on me in the future as far as the MRI and the CT scan, which I have not done yet? Um, I couldn't hear part of that. Um, Andrew or, or Sarah, could you uh, summarize it? Yeah, go on. The, the woman has had, I believe, 17 x-rays. In the past week. In the past week, and she's headed for uh, MRI and a CAT scan. <clears throat> And she's wondering. I've had I have 100 year old bones, and a men injecting for tail for three months. I didn't hear that last part actually. The uh, what, what was the last thing you said? What's the name of the drug? For tail, it's an injection for bones. Okay. And I've been doing that for three months. Okay. I have hepatitis C for 16 years. I'm in stage two. Okay. All right, Doctor Pete, can you uh, can you hear us now? Um, yeah. Okay, I think the lady's main concerns is what can she do to strengthen her bones. She says she has 100-year-old bones and she's only in her 60s. Oh, um, well, probably the safest, most effective thing is, um, besides getting lots of calcium in your diet and adequate magnesium, uh, vitamin K is very safe and it complements vitamin D and calcium. Mm. And uh, since exposure to radiation... Uh, one of the first things it does as it knocks down the energy production, it causes cells to take up too much calcium into the soft tissue. And that's what Goffman uh, demonstrated, that uh, a tremendous amount of heart disease and arterial disease mm-hmm. is being caused by uh, radiation exposure. Mm-hmm. The calcium goes into your soft tissue rather than the bones. Mm-hmm. And uh, vitamin K is uh, safe at much larger doses than have been traditional and it can actually reverse the calcification of arteries while uh, greatly accelerating the the growth or repair of bones and their uptake and retention of calcium. Okay, good. And would that replace the Forteo? 
What was that? Would that replace the Forteo injections? Um, I, I can't hear it clearly. Do Dr. The lady's asking whether or not the, what you've suggested there would replace the current injections that she's uh, been been having or is about to have. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, vitamin K is is very important for energy production as well as for calcium deposition. Right. And um, I didn't hear what the current injections were. Well, she said Forteo. I think that's what Forteo you injections. Oh, is that a bisphosphonate? I, I inject it once a night, once a day. But do you know, Dr. Pete's asking, is it a bisphosphonate? I, I, no, I don't believe so. Okay. I think until we know what the drug is, it's, it's difficult to uh, be able to discuss it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. So... But vitamin K, calcium, uh, and vitamin D are the most important things that Dr. Pete was mentioning for your, for, for your bone strength. Right. And get your thyroid checked. And obviously make sure your thyroid's working optimally. That will certainly help. Right. Okay, now, the herbs for pain level. Now, I haven't taken any, any prescription drugs in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And the doctor gave me Valium to take. I do not like it. I replaced that with Valerian Root. Okay. Okay? Okay. What can I replace for blood pressure medicine? Uh, okay, so you have high blood pressure, huh? Only on occasions. <laughs> Only on occasions, okay. Uh, well, I mean, there are traditional, uh, the tr traditional herbs for blood pressure are things like hawthorn, uh, hawthorn flowers and berries. Uh, they have a, a cardioactive uh, effect to lower blood pressure and to decrease the increase the force of contraction but decrease the rate so that's kind of primary number one cardiotonic um, there are several other you know obviously things that re reduce your stress uh, will certainly have a potential benefit for high blood pressure because okay. stress will increase adrenaline adrenaline will drive up blood pressure um, but hawthorns the nurse of the heart that's always what they uh, and the valerian should help as well yeah the valerian should do but even if you have hepatitis C and, yeah. and the, the calcium and uh, uh, vitamin K should help uh, blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as for the hepatitis, I think what the most I think the most important thing for the hepatitis is to avoid polyunsaturated fats. Uh, certainly, they have been majorly implicated in uh, causing inflammation, and the inflammation is not what you want uh, with hepatitis um, there's plenty of other things but they're mainly mainly going to be dietary factors so uh, increasing your gelatin consumption uh, making sure that you get good proteins from a mixed range okay, okay and I have the information on the Forteo okay it's T-E-R-I-P-A-R-A-T-I-D-E hmm parenthesis I've not heard of it RDNA origin yeah I haven't heard of it Oh, okay. I'm okay. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but we do have two more callers, so okay, I would, I would like to. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you're your very help. welcome. You've been a wonderful help. You're thank very you welcome. So much. Okay, the other callers on the line, you're on the air. Hi, um, I have a... My next? Uh, I can't hear I have a sorry. question about non-ionizing radiation. Okay. Um, I've read that... Um, they didn't used to think that that actually caused cellular damage and DNA breakage, but that more recent research is showing that non-ionizing radiation can cause these problems too. 
Um, and I'm concerned about this with regards to uh, the new PG&E smart meters and all the Wi-Fi that's being installed. Can you okay. comment on that? Okay. Oh, um, yeah, um, some of the um, uh, electromagnetic uh, low, relatively low energy radiation uh, can still break chromosomes. It's a matter of uh, how they resonate. Um, and, uh, for example, men working around power lines uh, have very few um, male offspring, and uh, birds living near those same power lines uh, have almost purely uh, female offspring because of the um, apparently uh, cellular and chromosome damage uh, from those pretty low low um, energy uh, low frequency emissions you know anything about the frequencies um, that um, the microwave range of the frequencies that smart meters and Wi-Fi emit in particular uh, well I've, I've got a, a gauge that I check my things with I, I went to a flat screen a monitor years ago and have only wire connections um, because of the the known uh, effect on the brain for example uh, way back in the 50s the Russians were lowering their standard safety standards for um, uh, that type of radiation because of the uh, effect for example on inheritance uh, lowering fertility so do you recommend people just buy a um, an EMF a meter and check check uh, their electrical appliances? Yeah, I, I think they cost about twenty dollars, and uh, I, I just got a new microwave oven, and it has really intense fields out about two feet away from it. So uh, even with the new ovens, it's good mm -hmm. to stand back three or four feet at least. Yeah, I, I think just to answer the other that uh, late caller's question about the uh, microwave. Uh, Wi-Fi. Um, I, th I think wherever possible, if you have a uh, if you have a microwave microwave uh, internet, you can just hardwire your connection to your computers. You don't have to be uh, you don't have to have your house bathed in in uh, 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 Wi-Fi signal. So just uh, hard. Smart meter yeah. are going to be attached to our houses, and they're going to bathe our houses in it. We don't get a to choice about it. So and that's why I was concerned. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not too sure well, about that, you. but we do thank have seven Buy a callers. field meter and check a smart meter. <laughs> okay, we've got three more callers. I'm not sure how many we'll get through, but let's take the next caller. Hi, my question is actually pretty simple. Um, on the serotonin stuff, I'm sorry, it's echoey, but my radio is off. Okay. Um, I take some a supplement called 5-HTP. Okay. Uh, does that fall in the benign or bad category of <laughs> yeah. many of its effects are essentially the same as serotonin yeah. so that's inflammatory um, yeah Okay, right. so it's inflammatory. Yeah, the the same effects. 5-HTP or 5-hydroxytryptophan has got the same same negative effects that serotonin does, and okay. that is that it's uh, inflammatory. And serotonin, for example, uh, stimulates cell growth and inflammation. Uh, it can increase the growth of plaques in arteries and accelerate tumor growth and so on. And uh, tryptophan 
which isn't quite as active as the 5-hydroxy, tryptophan itself is uh, considered um, to be slightly carcinogenic in excess. Hmm. Well, that's odd. I've actually been struggling with uh, healing tendons and uh, taking this at the same time, so perhaps I've been shooting myself in the foot. Uh, thanks so much. Okay, but that caller who was just on, who's just uh, just left the air, the, uh, the tendons are certainly one of the best things that you should be doing for tendons is uh, one of Dr. Pete's recommendations of a bone broth or gelatin broth. Uh, from bone shanks and gelatin is an extremely uh, protective anti-inflammatory and the components of which are utilized in the formation of uh, tendons and uh, the protective material around joints. Okay, there's another caller on the line. Hi, Andrew. I talked to you this morning. My name's Chris, and I was curious uh, if the good doctor would know. I'm currently looking to lose weight, and I was wondering, is there any meat that's any better than any other meat out there? Um. I think avoiding the uh, pork and uh, the non-ruminants um, because those reflect whatever they ate and are usually highly unsaturated and anti-thyroid. And so instead so, of chicken and pork, beef and lamb? Yeah, uh, beef and lamb are saturated. Uh, coconut oil is a vegetable oil which is highly saturated and so it promotes um, metabolism increases. You don't recommend burning. turkey. Turkey usually eats the same stuff chickens and pigs do. Corn okay. and soybeans. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're very welcome. Uh, okay, well, I think we should uh, hold the callers there. I know there's more on the line, but I'm sorry we don't have the time this month. Um, we do have a few minutes, however, to uh, thank Dr. Pete very much for his time. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day just to share what you have. I know a lot of people that listen in this area particularly are very, very interested. Um, what you have to say is very researched. It's scientific. It's not quackery. It's not suspect. It's all out there. You know, you can find it. For those people that want to hear, um, you know, what, you, what you're saying is, is very well researched, and we thank you so much for for helping. Um, it is uh, December now, and uh, just a by a by a by uh, product of December's 21st uh, full lunar eclipse, folks. If you get a chance to see it, about 11 o'clock, you know, 70 minutes long. Um, okay, Sarah, do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, just I um, want to make sure you hand out yeah, Dr. Pete's contact details. That's and right. That was the very next thing, of course. Make <laughs> okay. sure it's thought. Any, anybody, anybody who wants to uh, find out more about Dr. Raymond Pete, his website is www.repeat.com. And uh, he's got many fully referenced articles. He's been doing this for many, many years and has a wealth of, a wealth of information. Um, so if people would like to uh, read his material, um, then that certainly would, be, certainly would be the first step in greater understanding. I also want to let people know that these radio shows are archived. Everything that KMUD puts out on the air, including Marky Mark's uh, couple of hours that come next every time we're on our show uh, everything's archived so if you want to go to uh, friday night live you'll find the show there and you can go ahead and download it listen to it uh, i would suggest for those people who are interested in what dr peter said before and obviously some were listening again this evening and uh, got uh, got much more out of it then they could uh, burn these CDs, if that's a, a legal, non-legal term, they could use these CDs and listen to them and, and really start to digest what he's saying. Okay, so, thanks so much for you, uh, all of you who uh, listen regularly, uh, and for those of you who tuned in this evening as well. 
Uh, we'll see you next year. Happy, uh, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year to you. Thank you for listening. And thank you very much. Support for KMUD comes in part from the Stonery in Garberville. The Stonery, fine jewelry for men and women, now can be found locally in our area. The Stonery is open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 10 to 4. Top of the Town Plaza next to Ray's, 707-499-6194. Also support for KMUD comes in part from Lavender Head Farms. They would like to send a very warm thanks for your support for Lavender Head Hand Cleaner. They wish you love and happiness throughout the holidays and in every moment. We have Cousin Mark coming up with Funked Up. Please remember that this program is supported by the listener members of Redwood Community Radio. If you like what you hear, please consider becoming a member of KMUD or renewing if you've already joined. A regular yearly membership is $50, but we accept any amount. Help us keep free speech alive. Please remember that this program is supported by the listener members of Redwood Community Radio. If you like what you hear, please consider becoming a member of KMUD or renewing if you've already joined. A regular yearly membership is $50, but we accept any amount. Help us keep free speech alive. Please remember that this program is supported by the listener members of Redwood Community Radio. If you like what you hear, please consider becoming a member of KMUD or renewing if you've already joined. A regular yearly membership is $50, but we accept any amount. Help us keep free speech alive.